Hey everyone, and welcome to Project Esports for October 14th, 2019. As always, I am one of your hosts, Andrew Nimsgern, and alongside me are James Graham and Dylan Beal. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing a little bit too good today. I'm very excited for this show. Too good? Is that is that ever a bad thing? Oh, it's gonna be a bad thing for you guys. Oh Jesus! I mean, yeah. At least at least you're honest with us up front and. Everyone can be know what they're in for, but I don't know if that makes me more excited for the show. Yeah, I'm cranky and hydrated, so let's let's get it going. Again, cranky bad, but hydrated is a good thing. You guys are both acting like a good thing is a bad thing, so we'll see how well this episode goes with how you guys are getting off to a start. But for those of you that do not know, Project Esports is a weekly podcast where each and every week we talk about some of the biggest stories in esports. This week, we're really talking about just one major story. It will be a little bit of a different episode, but I'll talk about that in just a second because we give a whole lot of opinion and a little bit of context on whatever we are talking about in esports each and every week on twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. One little bit of housekeeping for any of you that are interested in anime. We have been doing a My Hero Academia podcast as well that is released each and every Saturday, and especially with the new season coming up. If you do want to get into it, it's a great show where we kind of break down each episode, go through the plot and characters, award someone with a plus ultra award each and every week, and just have a fun overall time. So do make sure to check that out as well. Outside of just, of course, following us on our social medias, leaving five-star reviews, and any other kind of interactions to let us know that you guys are enjoying the show. But before we do jump into first topics, I want to kind of go back to tonight being a very special episode. For those of you that have not heard about it or listened to every other podcast talked about the last couple of days, Blizzard has made some interesting choices, and we've kind of picked it to be the core topic for the show, taking up a majority of the show. We will be kicking off with a couple of topics that are more or less honorable mentions, each one maybe being a minute or two we're talking about, but we really want to save a ton of time to dive into Blizzard because so much has happened in just about a week and probably more is going to be happening. So we want to make sure to do it justice because of this is definitely a topic that started in esports, but has grown to be something so much bigger. But we will get to that in the second half of the show, so let's kick it off right away, James, and catch us up on the world's theme song. Yeah, so for all you fellow esports goons who are out there demanding heads for not getting a world's theme, give, being thoroughly upset because the Dot Esports said it was delayed, we finally got it. Uh, a lot of people rank it fairly high as far as, like, you know, against the rest of the world's teams. Uh, I myself don't. I actually rank it in the lower bracket. It's below, I think it's it's my bottom four. Like, it's, it's like, it is not, it's not in my top three. So, but. Everybody seems pleasantly surprised by it. It followed like the the graphics basically follow three main characters, and uh, you know, kind of revolves around that. I'm not a big fan of it. How do you guys feel about it? I think the animation may be number two or three. I think the animation is absolutely stunning, and that definitely gets better each and every year. Um, I think only really Rise competes against in terms of animation, is my personal opinion. The song is good. It's definitely growing on me the more I listen to it, but. It's nowhere near my favorite, probably fourth overall. I've been thinking about this a lot. It's fourth or fifth for me, so middle of the pack, um, but it definitely wasn't what I was hoping for after Rise, which is just such a good song and animation. It's going to be hard to top Rise. Yeah, it really is. Um, I, don't Dylan? Think, I don't think I can like really place it anywhere specifically just because I'm a little bit less invested, but I really liked it. I thought like visually it was very striking and the song was really good. Um, I thought they did a really good job 
and I definitely wasn't let down, um, I would say. I think I would have been happier if it came out earlier. If it wouldn't have been more hype and everyone was saying, where is it? I think I would have been a little less hyped for it because it was another thing that just happens every year and it's just always good. So if this would have happened a week or two before Worlds, I would have appreciated more. I don't know if it would have gone up my rankings, but I wouldn't have been as unhappy with it. I'm not unhappy with it, but it's just not what I wanted to after waiting so long. I thought it was going to be something bigger than ever. Exactly, yeah. I 100% agree. Um, For anybody who's wondering my rankings, it's Rise, Warriors, Ignite, everything else. So if you got a problem with that list, at me on Twitter. I'll go to war. I don't care. <laughs> I'll leave you. I'll leave you the list. If you want to start one more today, because I don't want to get a war between the three of us going, because we do have so much else to talk about. But I do want to jump into another major tournament that is going on right now, or just finished at. She's the Overwatch uh, League contenders, not the Overwatch contenders gauntlet, which was the international competition for contenders, and it ended up with Element Mystic winning over the Atlanta. Um, academy team they ended up being runaway in the semifinals and it was just an overall great tournament it was really kind of late for us to watch it for you guys it was really late for me it only went to like two in the morning which was still really late for me my time even so that was kind of not a great experience but overall it was a really good experience a lot of players got some attention to them and i think we could definitely see some of those faces come to the overwatch league specifically because of this event so i'd say overall it went great i was really happy with how it is and any attention that is on the good sides for contenders is something that I'm happy about. Yeah, yeah not only really that, but like it, it also just showed some of the teams being like on par with a lot of the Overwatch League teams. I thought like there's there's some really amazing teams out there, especially like the top four, just incredible teams. They could be yeah, four can... expansion teams and probably do pretty well. well yeah. In the well, I was just gonna say like considering both mine and Dylan's teams, basically their rosters got the axe. Like, and my old team, like I mean. It's a lot of room for these new guys to come up, which I think is good. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. And again, they've talked about more changes and kind of more attention on contenders for next season, which is always awesome. I love seeing that. And they kind of are starting to take it more serious, especially with every Overwatch team having a contenders team next year. So it'll be a good year, but now Overwatch is pretty much done. We have the World Cup coming up in two weeks at BlizzCon, which you will be talking about very soon. But outside of that, no more Overwatch outside of just free agency for a while, which is kind of sad. I'm going to miss it. I'm already watching Overwatch streams saying I want the Overwatch League to be back on. That's for sure. Yeah, that's fair. But, Dylan, I mean, James, I'm handing it back over to you again for our Rick Fox watch. I do not have the animation, unfortunately, because I knew we weren't going to be talking about it too long. But, God damn it, we're on it again. We are on it again. And this is this is this this episode gets spicy. Even if I'm only going to talk about it for a minute, uh, we find like it seems like a long time coming, but we finally get drugs into the equation. It's great. Um, so Strawn Scalvos, who is a character we were only recently introduced to, we knew about uh, the other character who has a horrible reputation, um, who basically Rick Fox was primarily dealing with. Strawn Scalvos was kind of like in the background, but I guess basically he was indebted to, uh, oh my god, his name is escaping me, Riz, uh, Rizulia? Rizula? um basically yeah it's it's something like that uh basically this guy he's one of the lawyers and he's indebted to Rizula because he keeps taking he kept taking money over and over and over again to fuel his drug addicted lifestyle that's like a quote from like rick fox's lawyers so yeah scalvos is basically like they're kind of blaming the entire reason that echo fox was running to the ground because this guy was just like he was literally the wolf of wall street and he just wanted to do drugs <laughs> repeatedly 
I don't, I don't know, man. I don't even have anything <laughs> you, to say about it at this point. What do you I, say to this? Like I said, each and every week I get less and less interested in continuing with this because it just gets more and more like a fucking movie. And this could be very. It is, this yeah. needs to be an esports documentary in five years. Like the story like, behind Echo Fox. Like no, what no, no, the no, hell actually need, happened? I I don't need a documentary. I need like a dramatic recreation. I need a movie like The Big Short. The real like, no, the real like, uh, Housewives of like Atlanta. We need that kind of variation of show for this. Oh no, no, where no, you no. Just I need to follow the drama day by day. I see. I need people looking at the camera and explaining stuff to people who are like boomers and who are trying to understand it with like good references. So all about the boomers. Uh, yeah, no, all about the boomers. Got to appease the boomers, but. uh yeah, no, so that's kind of it for the Rick Fox watch this week. But because of this... This week only, I, don't worry. Yeah, I promise you we're going to have another crazy-ass episode of this. So I promise you we'll have another three episodes of this. This is not going to be over anytime soon. But Fortnite might finally be over. So... No, it's not. On, on Sunday, there was a countdown to a season-ending event that everyone kind of knew was coming. And a missile kind of went off. And ended up creating a black hole that destroyed the entire map. All Fortnite. They say, thank you for playing. Fortnite is now over. And that's on the screen. You can't log in. And all you see now on their Twitch channel, on their YouTube, is a black hole being live streamed with some music pretty much nonstop. And, I, I mean, we all know it's a marketing stunt. It's, it's very apparent. They're obviously leading up to something. There's already been rumors about Tuesday of the new thing. Uh, map coming out and the big announcement and we've already seen the uh season pass uh, season 11 pass um trailer be spoiled with um new things such as boats um carrying down people and a couple of other swimming fishing all kinds of other random things too i'm actually thinking about jumping back in and checking it out but it was just curious funny to see all the little kids getting so upset that didn't realize it was a marketing play on sunday but what do you guys think about a million people on Twitter, a hundred million on Twitch? They knocked Twitch down a little bit, kind of seeing what was going on. Like it was a little bit of an event. Yeah, I mean, it was not only huge on Twitter, but uh, Twitch and YouTube as well, all at the same time, which is crazy. Hey, Mixer had like thirty-seven people watching it too. Give me a break. I read Slasher's tweets as well. I know I love Slasher's tweets. I had I, I think it's there. pretty incredible because, like, I think there's very rare occurrences of where you have such a big event on all the platforms like across the board um and i, I think that's really interesting and it also came out of nowhere really i mean at least like we didn't know, know it was going to be like this we knew there's changes yeah. coming and the season was ending but no one really knew a new map was going to be until like some of the graphics and like that started leaking like a day or two before the event happened yeah because I, I mean i'm not even a part of like the fortnite community but as soon as i heard something big happen i was like oh i gotta hop over to the stream and see what's going on yeah. And going on and get caught up and stuff. Yeah, I tried to do that, but personally, my Twitch viewing was very interrupted by this whole event. I was very irate. I couldn't watch Worlds <laughs> because I couldn't get onto I couldn't get onto Twitch. But I mean, like, it's the it's a good marketing ploy. I think it's I think it's pretty wicked. I like you know, hats off to Epic for doing something right. Um, where they have done so many things wrong with Fortnite, but uh, yeah, no, I hope this pays off for them. Because it's it's adventurous, right? It's it's you know. I think it'll ballsy. work out for them, even though they're losing the money on that kind of a new map is going to get so many people back in. Honestly, I'm thinking about trying it back out on Tuesday when it comes out, just because it's a new map. I mean, I'm not really playing anything else, so I think that'll happen with a lot of people. And if even a couple million people, because of how big Fortnite is, comes back, a couple of them stay and start buying again like they used to, it's worth it for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the payoff, the payoffs uh, works out in their favor. 
All right, but before we do, yeah, before we do move into the huge second half of our show, I guess we're only about 15 minutes in, so I don't want to say second half, but second three-fourths of the show, I do want to do our quick Twitch Prime reminder that if you do have Twitch Amazon Prime, that means you have Twitch Prime. That means each and every month you can give a free subscription to any content creator, channel, anything like that of your choice. We would love that, obviously, because it does help us hire other freelancers and content creators once we get our first payout to help make more content, help us keep the stream going and improving in any way. But really, it just really helps us as a small, small channel to help give other people a platform, which is ultimately why we started Popped Off and kind of keep this podcast going. So that wouldn't mean the world to us. If you do have Twitch Prime, all you got to do is push the subscribe button. If you're in a car listening to the podcast, pull over, connect to your accounts, do it there. Or if you can't do that and don't want to support us financially, just leaving a five-star review on iTunes means the world to us as well and does help us just as much. But with that, I am going to hand it over to Dylan for probably 45 minutes just to break down everything that's happened in these couple of um, days because that's how much has happened. And then we'll talk about a little bit there. But I will talk to you guys in about 20 minutes after Dylan's done. (laughs) Yes, basically, I just want to run through the timeline of events just to get everyone caught up um, just so we can kind of jump into more of an open discussion about it. Um, but I just want to get everyone on the same page just so we know what we're talking about and all the major events that have happened. Um, so the first big thing that happened um, was right out, I think it was about a week ago, a little bit more than a week ago at this point. I think it was we, we actually, it was an honorable mention on our previous episode. Yep. Yeah, it was an honorable mention because yeah. it was, at the time, it was fairly, sm- I wouldn't say a small event, but it was not really uh, as huge as this for sure. Because a ban um, hadn't came down yet as of last Monday. There was yeah. just the announcement. Sorry, go on. Yeah. So what essentially happened that whole event encapsulated um, is during an official Hearthstone uh, Taiwan stream, um, player Blitzchung, uh, you know, he was in a post-game interview and he said, uh, you know, liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our time. And the casters are seen hiding under the desk. Um, Well, a few days after this, Blizzard strips him of all his winnings for that tournament, goes down to zero, bans him from Hearthstone Grandmasters, and essentially permanently fires the casters from all Blizzard games. Uh, not just Hearthstone, but you know Overwatch as well. Because uh, one of the casters was actually a lot bigger um, in the Overwatch scene um, over there, and he got banned from that as well. And of course, as soon as that happened, huge community outrage. I'm talking huge on all platforms possible, like Reddit, um, Twitter. There was news articles about it. Um, I saw like one of my parents like like shared something on Facebook about it. Like it was huge. It was everywhere. Uh, people were making memes about it. This was like EA levels of like hate against Blizzard. This was pretty big. And then, card game legend and Hearthstone community figure Brian Kibler um, released a statement, basically saying that this doesn't align with his views whatsoever, um, and that he can no longer um, cast uh, for Hearthstone and that he's stepping down from Hearthstone. And this is huge because. Brian Kibler is not only a huge community pillar in Hearthstone, but in Magic as well. He's like, like a god basically there, because he's like almost like a perfect human being. Like he's he's actually incredibly nice. He's 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 a great player. Um, he's supporting all these communities like with every ounce of his like being. Um, so for him to come out and say this kind of thing definitely sends ripples in like a ton of different communities as well. Um, and it's definitely a really big deal. Then we saw during a Tespa match, which Tespa is essentially Blizzard's collegiate division. Um, they usually have Hearthstone tournaments of where they pit universities against each other. And the format is them playing Hearthstone, um, and they have the entire school there. So usually it's a team of three, 
will sit there and they'll actually be on cam and play against another team of three. Um, so during this, um, an American university, this is the name of the university is American university, holds up a sign at the end of the match that says, free Hong Kong boycott Blizzard. Blizzard then released a statement saying that they're not punishing them, um, but American University then rebuttals and says that they're withdrawing because it's going against their core values that Blizzard is doing this. So even though they're not facing any, um, you know, any punishment, um, they're still not going to be in the tournament um, and no more cams for any of the schools. So there's going to be no post-game interviews. You're not going to be able to see the students play games anymore. It's just going to be the games on screen, which is really bad for the collegiate community. It's terrible, actually, because um, one of the big things in the collegiate community is people are actually watching on, and they want to see their teammates play, and they get really hyped for that. So then we saw Blizzard HQ employees stage a walkout. I think it was a little bit more than a dozen, so more than 12, less than 20 employees actually walked out. Um, there is a giant statue out front um, that has, I don't know if it's a specific orc, it's, it's an orc raider is what yeah, it is from orc warcraft raider. 3 yeah an orc raider um and around it is all their core values because blizzard has a ton of core values and the employees uh, got paper and they taped over the ones that say uh think globally and every voice matters which is uh, for obvious reasons and we saw epic games i think the owner or ceo one of them a president for what one for the epic games Oh, Epic Games, we had that uh, Tim Sweeney, the CEO. Yeah, so Tim Sweeney, basically, uh, he posted and said that he's not going to censor anyone. Um, so no one playing any Epic Games are you know, going to come out and say something like this. He's not going to censor them or anything. Then we saw Riot Games release a statement um, saying that they don't want politics in their broadcasts and that they were going to deviate away from this during Worlds. Um, there, was, there was a little more with that, but yeah. Yeah, we can definitely dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, um, but absolutely. they released that statement, and we'll go into that in a little bit. And then the last major thing I want to touch upon on this timeline is that Blizzard responded um, like a week after the event. Friday at five, like, like a 5 p.m. post. They made a 5 p.m. post Pacific time. So it was like 9 o'clock James' time. So that's it like was. well into Friday. Um, and basically, they just said... Um, kind of like oh you know maybe went a little bit too hard um we're gonna uh, essentially like the encapsulation of all that is that they're gonna give him his money um because he still they, they still believe he he played fair and that he should win the money still so he's gonna be winning his uh tournament winnings um and then he was only gonna be banned until the next grand masters for six um, months so, yeah so basically six months that he's not gonna be able to play the game um, and they went back against their decision on the casters as well. Um, but that's all they said there. They de they they definitely still rooted their position, um, but they basically just said, oh, we went a little bit too hard in that um, area, but we're still going to stick by what we originally said and the, the, like, the message they, behind it, essentially. They also said they didn't support, like they weren't influenced by China. That was yeah, another yeah, big... Yeah, that was another big one. Is they, they, the, the, the Chinese money was not influencing them whatsoever. So that is a quick rundown of all the events, all the big stuff that's been going on. There's a lot of other smaller details in there too. Like um, there was a couple other Hearthstone personalities have stepped down um, from Hearthstone. A ton of people who play Hearthstone on Twitch have you know, stopped playing it, um, it on Twitch as well because it doesn't line up with their values. But that's the, that's the short of it. That's, that's basically a week and a half of news summed up very quickly. 
so we can kind of jump into more of a discussion with it. So I want to first kick this off. And actually, I want to ask um, Andrew this first. I want you to kind of kick this off because, you know, you're big business, Andrew. So I feel like you would have maybe a little bit more of a nuanced uh, position on this than me and James. So where do you think Blizzard stands with this? How do you feel like they handled it? What's your overall thoughts on this? So just like, I'm going to leave it a little bit open because I just want to hear what you think about it specifically rather than it's bad or good. They had no opportunity to win the second this happened um, because we have seen from other companies that um, Epic and Riot Games, both which are majority owned by either majority or minority owned by Chinese companies, come out and say, we don't care. Like Tim Sweeney straight up said, like, I don't care what China thinks. Like, they're not worried about that. So this was definitely a decision made internally at Blizzard, assuming that things would go wrong, especially with how things have been going with the same week this all happened. South Park was banned and deleted from South Park is as if it never existed in the China right now. It's gone. The NBA pretty much not allowed in uh, China right now either. Like, this is all happening with all this going on right now. So they've seen how upset China can get and how much power they have. And right away, they chose the Chinese money, which admittedly is a majority of their money. The United States, where a majority of this outbreak is coming from, is a minority of the money that Blizzard makes. Rather it be in esports, rather it be in their traditional games. A large player base for all of their games are in China, and they didn't want to afford to lose that. But... The United States being much more vocal is not going to let this go by and it can spread so much more and it got to a point where they were having so many unsubscribes in the United States that their internal system went down for unsubscribing people and people couldn't unsubscribe for a while because that's how backed up it was with people trying to do that. So ultimately it was a no-win decision because now a U.S.-based company is now on the downside and it is being both at a government, like a... Um, legislators have stepped in and made statements on it as well as other game companies everyone's kind of taking shots at them while they're down with Blizzard already being there so ultimately their only decision would have been where they could have won this and ultimately it would have lost them money is just picking the United States and picking the freedom side of it all and ultimately being prepared to lose that but on a business side of that you assume that with how upset the Americans are going to be it is still not a worth the amount of money you'd lose if you lose China is how their thought process was like yes we're going to piss off a lot of people but we're going to make more money in China and if we continue to play along we'll make even more money in the long run and that's what their thought process was and that's how we ended up here and of course they're going to say China had no factor on it but there's no other reason to do this and then backpedal days later so of course they had a factor in it and that's just the blatant lie and one of the worst apologies I've seen from a video game company in quite a while okay that was a good analytical uh, breakdown of it. I want to know what you think, though. Like, what what are your thoughts on it? We'll definitely get to you, James. But I just want to. That was a good breakdown on the analytics of it. But what are your thoughts on this? They'll be fine. Like, but more this... like, how do you how do you how no. do you feel about Blizzard's decision? Do you think like this is the decision a business ought to make? Do you think businesses should be making different decisions than this? From a business side, this is the decision they should have made. 
personally, I think I, I'm, I'm definitely more on the side of Tim Sweeney and all that kind of stuff. Like Blizzard, Activision, companies like this, they're large enough that if their investors from China pulls out, they'll have someone step in and invest in them. Like they're, they're, they're worried about that income in the long run, trying to get it in ultimately ultimately china's cutting them all off <laughs> eventually anyways they're all being banned from the country eventually at this point so i i think ultimately it was a very stupid decision and i think the company's going to burn to the ground at blizzcon if they don't have the biggest announcements ever and don't make some kind of big apology there i think the company could burn to the literal ground um but i think on the business side of it this was the smartest thing they could have done in the situation because that money definitely outweighs what is happening in the backlash right now Right, James, what do you think? So for me, this was a bit of a wake-up call because, I mean, as a, as a guy who plays like an abundance of League of Legends, an abundance of Blizzard games, and like I'm fully aware of how much influence like Tencent has in a lot of these companies, um, it was it was kind of scary to actually see it, like actually see that money put into like 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 have that money le- like measured by repercussions. Like we actually saw what how valuable that money is to them as far as like core values and not to quote South Park, but integrity. Like that was like, like you just saw it and it was flexed there. And it was, you know, it's, it was scary, man. Like, like to see that amount of sway happen that quickly. And for a lot of people that, that they, like nobody would really like, a, like a lot of North Americans didn't agree with it. A lot of Europeans didn't agree with it either. Right. But for, the dollar value of one region to just like hold that much power that like scared the shit out of me. And it made me really concerned too. Cause I'm like, man, like, well, you know, what's the next, what's the next thing after this? You know what I mean? What do we, what do we, what's the next step? What's the next evolution of this, of this kind of like, how, like, you know, what now that everybody's aware of how much everybody values that dollar, what, like, you know, what's going to, what's going to be the next decision for these games, for these companies and stuff like that. Um, I, I do wish that, you know, <laughs> like the people on our end over in North America that had the balls to be like, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, kind of bend the knee to the, the Chinese dollar, but uh, you know, and like, you know, like, like Andrew said, like somebody else come and pick up and buy them out, but that's just, this is not going to happen. Yeah. I think this is definitely um, one of the bigger symptoms of the Blizzard Activision merger, at least because they're a much bigger company now. I think that's yeah. the thing. And I mean, um, what you just touched upon, James, is something that like we really don't see in our eyes necessarily, but this thing has always happened. Like this kind of response on a company taking the side of profits has always happened. Companies will always take the side of profits and don't actually have core values. Um, there, you know, there's there's plenty of great employees at Blizzard. The employees are the ones that actually put the the love and soul into the games, and they're the ones who really have the core values and try to follow them. But there's no real companies out there that actually have these values because they're always going to take the side of profits at the end of the day. I mean, even even on um, uh, like you were saying, Andrew, uh, with Epic Games, they're still siding with profits. They realize that the Chinese market is not a big market. And so by them coming out in support of Hong Kong and and taking a more Western approach to it, they're inherently now in the good graces of the American markets, which is their biggest market. Yes, they so make no even, money from China anyway, so they they, yeah, they have so, nothing to lose. Yeah, they have nothing to lose. So I wouldn't even say it was like any of their core values yeah. inherently, because and they're not coming their, out in favor of Hong Kong. They're coming out no, in front no, of the sorry, American but people. Just, just saying it, yeah, but just coming out and saying that thing, like they're inherently 
going to be, you know, probably in the net positive for profits because of it. Because, you know, someone might quit a Blizzard game and go over to Fortnite because of this or something like that. And I think the important thing is we need to start realizing that even though we're in a really niche uh, community and our needs, our like interests are very niche, we need to start viewing these companies how we view a lot of other companies as well, that they're transactional only. Like we give them money and they give us a product and that's how this relationship is and is always going to be. I, I I agree with what you say, but also I I don't know where I stand on the boycott Blizzard side of all of it. Obviously, do not give in. Do not allow them to get away with it. Let your voice be heard. But I, I don't know how much I agree with everyone just completely giving up the games because of not only the employees, but also being able to calm, calm just kind of carmentalize it. Uh, nah, I can't think of what the word is right now. Um, compartmentalize. Just, yes, thank you very much. I don't know why I was struggling with that so you, much. You said it, like you. you were I, I almost said it, but I just I yeah. couldn't say. It. I couldn't like think of the actual way to say it. Um, because I mean, for so many people, video games are an escape to something so much worse. And I think, yes, being your voices be heard, but I I don't necessarily stand so much on banning all games because James. You play so much of WoW, and right now it's how you relax. It's where you interact with so many friends. And if you just cut that out of your life right now because of that, it'd have some kind of repercussions. You'd have less going out. You'd have less interaction with friends and all that. It'd be better for you in some ways, but overall it's an escape for you right now, especially with how much you work and how little time you have. And and I worry that some people that go too far in this and um, just straight up boycott Blizzard when they do are I mean, the people that really care about this are people that are really into Blizzard games which is a problem with it. Obviously, there's people outside of that, but people in esports, people that play Blizzard games are the ones that are most upset with this because it's a company they've loved for so long. So I agree, don't let Blizzard be heard and definitely speak with your wallet. But at the same time, don't put yourself in a personal worst state because yes, it is a company. So don't let your own personal enjoyment and escapism go away because you don't want this company to have money. I mean, definitely pick yourself over this company because... Ultimately, one person here and there isn't going to change anything. I agree millions of people will, but I think more being vocal than just quitting the game sometimes is going to be the best. And it's just, it's just something I thought about. I'm like, I'm not quitting Overwatch. I'm not quitting any of the Blizzard games I play, but I'm carmentalizing it, and I'm still letting it be heard that I'm not happy with Blizzard at the same time, and I'm not going to be giving them my money. But it's just something that I want people to think about, that you can still be upset with a company and make a difference without stopping playing the games if it's something that really um, defines like your social life or your escapism and makes you happier in a time when you need it. But I, I mean, I, I do uh, somewhat agree with that. Um, and I mean, I think on most issues, I'm utilitarian. Um, and I think that if you're doing a net harm to yourself, you probably shouldn't be making that decision. But sometimes small sacrifices are definitely needed because companies like this, they don't really care about the stuff that we say. I mean, you can just look at EA. I mean, EA is probably one of the most hated companies of all time, right? And they still ran their game for years and years and years until people just stopped buying them. Um, you know, people were hating on EA for, you know, the better part of a decade um, when some of their worst practices were in full effect. And they only started going a little bit behind on some of those because people just stopped buying the games. And I think that is the most important th thing to think about is that while, yes, saying something is really important, I think actions will always be greater than words in these kind of circumstances. And so if this is something that, you know, I, I do agree, Andrew, if you're, you know, you definitely don't want someone um, 
not uh participating in gaming if it's like a net negative to them in like uh, a huge degree um but if it's a small sacrifice for you i would definitely encourage people to go ahead and, and cancel uh subscriptions if you do want your voice to be heard have you have you unsubscribed to everything dylan yeah i'm unsubscribed i mean okay. i uh, granted i still have a month left but i'm not yeah but like i mean you're not you're not reoccurring after no, no, after no. the fact well was that because of this or was that something that was already a just made decision no it's because of this trust me i want to hit 60 but <laughs> I, I i decided i'm gonna uh, not play blizzard games um for a while um we'll see what happens um when it comes around to blizzcon we'll see what happens if they come up with any more statements like that and um we'll just see how the future pans out I, that's a that's a big talking point I wanted us to get to too is like what we expect out of BlizzCon and like what do we think is going to happen. Um, we all saw, I mean, for anybody who didn't see it is is listening in, um, the 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 company more or less kind of just like spit in the faces of their player base with the with the Diablo like mobile game, right? Like, I mean, literally saying to the crowd like, you guys don't have phones, like. It was, that was, like, I mean, that's still, like, taught it as, like, one of the, like, I see it referenced on Reddit, like, every other day, because it's, like, it was so blatantly, you know, ignorant, and, er like, or not so much ignorant, but arrogant, right? Um, So, I kind of want to know your guys' thoughts on, like, what do we think we're going to see out of BlizzCon? Are we going to see, like, a riot? Are we going to see protesting? What do you, what do you guys think? It's the issue where, yes, a lot of people going to BlizzCon are their hardcore fans, and that's going to be the problem that when Diablo 4 and even the people that do go aren't happy with it, you need to think how big of a company Blizzard is and how many people have never even heard of this. So when Overwatch 2, Diablo 4, games like this are announced, even if everyone at BlizzCon are, is unhappy, they're going to sell like crazy. But again, Blizzard is going to be fine with this. It may be hectic. It may be all kinds of protests and stuff at the event in order of Hong Kong. We've seen all kinds of stuff. Uh, around May and all that kind of stuff. People are cosplaying as her in protest of Hong Kong and all that kind of stuff. And it may be hectic, but two months down the road after these major announcements have been made and we get closer to these games coming out, a lot of this will be gone from the mainstream. It'll stay within the niches. It'll stay within the hardcore video game and esports niches. And the general population will never know a lot of this happened. I think it'll be a flash in a pan of the bad side of it. I do think it could have negative effects on Blizzard, but I do not think this is something that is going to hurt them in the long run. Yeah. I Around BlizzCon. I, I actually agree, too. I really don't think we're going to see any major backlash because of this, um, especially because they do have a lot of big things in the works right now. I think we're going to see a small downtick um, from a lot of people unsubscribing from things. Um, it'll but pick back up in day, a couple months. Yeah, it'll, it'll be back as soon as they start announcing more things, as soon as Diablo 4 is around the corner. Uh, people are going to forget about this because um, I don't want to say this is the classic like Reddit thing, but like things like this are classic for Reddit of where things are a flash in the pan of where you, they get really big, but we never see a big um, you know outcome of it where people don't really run with it too much. I mean, obviously people in Hong Kong are still protesting and that's not going to die out, but at least... Um, a lot of things here in America, I think, are going to end up dying out um, around the support for it in regards of, like, Blizzard. Uh, I want to have faith and say, like, even though it is a flash in the pan, I feel like I feel like Reddit and mainstream and, like, some, like, influencers on, like, Twitter and stuff like that are going to uh, 
they're going to bring this back up as BlizzCon gets closer. I don't think guys like Slasher, Kibler, they're not going to let this like people forget about this, right? And those guys have more reach than the the, the hardcore dedicated fans uh, within the within each like within each game, right? And the thing is too is that we saw that with how this how this kind of progressed is this bled into every subreddit. It was everywhere. It didn't like and it like even if it wasn't totally relevant to the game, it still like it still came up. I mean, I was in like the MTG Arena subreddit and like they were like, "Thank fuck, we're not doing like what like Hearthstone did." You know what I mean? Like like so, I think we're gonna see another spark of it. Yes, I don't think it's gonna be like you know it's gonna be as crazy and as fervorous, but I do think it's not gonna be as fizzled out as you guys think it might. It's. It's just so hard to know because who knows? This could be the point in history where the NBA, South Park, esports now, like you're getting everyone kind of in there. You're getting sports people, you're getting like kind of TV people, you're getting video game people, you're getting everyone to kind of gather to work double over China on their control. Maybe this is the point where everyone says, like, no, we've had enough. Like, you have to choose. And that this could be the turning point. So it's so hard to know. And it's. It's impossible to predict. I don't think this is going to be um, the moment that it is. I think there's still so much more to come. And I, 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 I don't know. It, it's, it's a hard moment for everyone. Like we even have people in chat right now saying that they're torn um, about not playing Overwatch, even though they would love the Overwatch League and all that kind of stuff right now because of all that's happening. And, and I, I understand going through that, but... Ultimately, when it's something you love that much, you want to get into it. You don't want to just drop out of a community because of something going on there. It's just, I, I don't know where I stand on this because there's so many things I stand on one side, other things I stand on the other side. It's just such a complicated issue because ultimately it's the bigger issue of China and what the hell we're going to do as a country with China or the, even kind of the world with China eventually. So, so it's just such a complicated issue. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think one of the, the weirdest things, too, is I don't inherently disagree with the, um, the I, I guess, the base action that Blizzard took. Um, I think the one I don't like about it is that they went complete scorched earth on it. I think that was the wrong move. Um, them going scorched earth on this and then releasing a, um, a statement that's not really any, yeah, yeah half-ass statement, a non-personal statement, a, a company statement on Friday, I think is my main issue, um, because ultimately, um, it is their platform, and we can jump into this in a minute, um, but I kind of agree with it if they're taking the right approach to it, of where, you know, they really don't want uh, politics on their stream, and that's understandable, um, because it sets a precedent for a lot of like. Uh, weird things on um, people like coming up and saying they support certain things um that might not be savory um so i think it is a good thing for them to you know across the board kind of say like oh no like um we don't just don't want that so if they would have done something like um maybe approached him afterwards um after this stream and been like hey listen um you know in our rules this is you're not supposed to do that um we're gonna give you a small penalty and they did a penalty like i don't know like maybe say he can't go to the next tournament or something like that that's something I or would find him. Find him. Like, like, I mean, do it a traditional even sports. A, a small fine because yeah. of the rules. I don't think I would be as upset about this. But I think the thing that is super upsetting is that they went, um, they went ham immediately. Like immediately stripped that, and then immediately, uh, you know, removed the casters as well. I think removing the casters is also what set me over the edge because that is just like a scorch earth approach that 
I think it's just really gross. And it just um, highlights, um, you know, the core of the issue on where their values lie. And I, I think that's ultimately why I'm upset about it. Yeah, because from what my understanding was, the casters kind of yeah. knew it was coming. Hmm. They, they, kinda... they had no idea it was coming. They, no, they, 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 they kind of did because there was a back and forth of like him going yeah. like, hey, can I, can I say it? And they were yeah. kind of like, uh... Yeah, yeah and then they said, said your, say, basically said, say your piece, and then they ducked. Because yeah. they knew they knew it was coming. They knew they, they, they knew something unsavory was followed by him basically having that lead up, right? They didn't know what... They didn't really know what it was, but that's why they didn't want any association with it. Yeah. Like, they didn't know it was going to be Liberate Hong Kong. Yeah, they, they didn't they, know that because, yeah, they were kind of saying that... Yeah, like, they, they didn't tell who they had an interview or anything like that. They just kind of showed up and he had the mask on and all that, and they... They kind of had an idea of it, but they didn't know where it was going. So I'm not saying they, didn't, they weren't yeah. in collab. They weren't in like um, cahoots saying like, yes, we know this is going to happen. But they yeah, they but were they aware just, when that happened, but they're just doing their job at that point. There's nothing they can control. They, I mean, I have seen, I have seen casters like more or less censor people if they know what's going to come is not going to be good. Um, and these guys, these guys, like, I mean, credit to them for letting the dude say his piece, but like, I mean, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have gotten the, the, you know, again, like, like Dylan was saying, the scorched earth treatment, like they shouldn't like, 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 I'm sure everybody's seen the video of the caster after the fact, the dude was like hysterical. Like he was like, he was broken after that. Cause the guy grinded so hard to get to the position he was. And then he gets tagged with this, right? So, and like the other thing is too is the yeah, like the riot approach. Like, I mean, how they basically said, like, listen, like everybody got really, really upset where the interview started to say Hong Kong attitude, which is the team name, but are in reference to them as Hong Kong, right? Because that's, I mean, that's what we do with everybody, right? We don't say G2 esports, we say G2. We don't see, you know, Cloud Nine, we say C9, you know what I mean? Like, it is, it is the shortened term of the name, but because they pre-recorded all the interviews, they kind of get away with being like, you know what? No, we can, we can alienate from this. We don't have to worry about this. We can fix this and make sure it's just totally about the game. Right. So, um, I was a little, like, I was just happy to see that out of a, out of a company that's a hundred percent owned by Tencent, not 5% owned like Activist and Blizzard. And Epic Games is a minority stake as well. I think it's a more, I think it's a minority too. Right. But we, again, we have the biggest, the biggest company, like, like like you know owned by tencent taking a very like smart calculated neutral approach to this right like they they made sure that they didn't like they, they literally were just like no oh, fuck that we're not we're not touching that right so i mean like and this is and this is again from somebody who's completely owned by like you know that the chinese money that like you know this is kind of caused this whole shit show yeah i i, I think i ultimately agree with what riot did and their kind of approach to this um because they're not you know they're essentially just doubling down on on the policy of just like they don't want to bring politics up in this um you know in the broadcast at least themselves um which you know i think is i i think is an all right approach to it um in terms of something that's so global like this um like i said before just because you could have some really bad things um come up there if it's set as a precedent i i, I think that's why they're taking this approach well and i think kind of going back to blizzard statement when they said we had this had no influence in by china I think what they mean is no one in China told them, but that's what yeah. they were in fear of. So they technically weren't lying in that sense. And I think ultimately reason why Epic Games and like uh, uh, Ep uh, League of Legends and Riot are kind of stepping up is that I don't think Tencent cares as much. And we've already seen Tencent and 
the Chinese government be at arms. Earlier last year, they weren't able to have games published there. And I think uh, Rainbow Six was removed from stores and things such as that. And the Chinese government is very... Ubisoft got in like into into it with uh, with the Chinese government. Yeah, so like the it. Chinese government is already so inconsistent that these companies are betting on the rest of the world, and I think that's where the mistake Blizzard made ultimately is that they were doing something preemptively to try and prevent something that may or may not have happened, and may or may not happen regardless of what happened this situation and then they just look even worse because they no longer have the support that they went for so they technically didn't lie in anything they did and that's i'm sure they had plenty of uh uh not investors but like lawyers and pr people and all that kind of stuff look at the statement and it was just still such a bad statement they pretty much said we don't think we did anything wrong is what their statement was like okay we'll lighten this a little bit you guys are really pissed but we still didn't do anything wrong he still broke the rules and the, mentioning, oh, and China had nothing to do with it in the very last sentence was, okay. Yeah, like, you, the, the, as soon as you include, like, I mean, you were they were damned anyways because of when they released that statement, how they released that statement. But by including that as well, that just, like, every it, like that's what everybody keyed in on. But between that and when the actual statement was released, those were the two focal points that I saw everybody bring up was, why would you like you know if you didn't want that to be a factor if you didn't want to be that want that like equated into this whole thing why the fuck did you say it oh and we haven't even mentioned what blizzard's hearthstone account said um the eu version like the chinese version no no oh okay no no the china so it was chinese it was blizzard china it wasn't the hearthstone it was just it was was just blizzard straight up blizzard china dylan do you have that by chance do you have a do you have a like the the quote uh, no, I don't is... have it with me right now, but let me see if I can find it. Yeah, because it is like exceptionally spicy, and like it didn't like it again. It just adds more fuel to this this whole fire that like that you know China has influence on how how these things go. Yeah, it was definitely. I think that made it worse too that it wasn't a universal front on it. And that 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 there was that separation of Blizzard just kind of being mad and that. Blizzard trying to obviously trying to keep the Chinese population happy, which is lar- incredibly large. Of course, they're going to say that to keep everyone on the side of uh, Blizzard there, but that ultimately hurt them because you can't say China had nothing involved when you have a cheat uh, tweet that says something about maintaining the integrity of China. The integrity? Yeah, so I have, it up, I have it up here. So it actually was, I think, the, um, the China... Uh, Hearthstone account. Oh, it was the Hearthstone account. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, they said we express our strong indignation um, and commendation of these events that occurred in Hearthstone Asia Pacific competition last week, and absolutely oppose the dissemination of personal political ideas during any event or games. Like, the stop there. Involved, like, if you stop there, it's not a bad statement. And then they said the players involved will be banned, and the commentators involved will be immediately terminated from any official business. Also, we will protect our national dignity that like that if last, you leave out those two point. sentences like that's fine like hey we're not happy we don't agree with people making political statements on a on a worldwide stage like that is something that is a statement you can make as a business then you go into the unfair bans when someone with sexual harassment i'm not sexual harassment but racist comments in the overwatch league xqc i think missed like six games but you missed twice as many of that in months for one sentence on thing about a political comment that doesn't line up very well. So those punishments are not even. 
and then you just go into the honor of China. Like there's no going back from that. Like you're you're in the you're in bed with China at that point. Like the second that account puts out that tweet, there's no going back for Blizzard US. Even if they had nothing to do with that, they should have been on top of this with that team before anything happened. Yeah, and I I think what they should have also done is had the president actually say something. The president of Blizzard should have came out with a personal statement, and I think there was actually uh, indication that he was going to release a statement. And the statement was going to be signed by him rather than just, you know, Blizzard at large. Um, I think that was another mistake. I think we should have gotten something a little bit more personal from him. Um, so we could have had a better viewpoint um, instead of this, you know, 5 p.m. Uh, from Blizzard letter. This memo. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people are like, oh, my God. Like, um, what are the chances that the memo goes out when it's like, noon in like china or something kind of like that because it was so late for us that is something i do want to contradict that it was in utc time which is a universal um kind of release date for anything that is a global thing and since it was from an international competition that's why they did the global time so it's kind of the best for everyone involved so it's early in europe midday in china and then late at night for us so a lot of people are like, oh, they're they're going to the Chinese audience. That's what they're making this comment for. No, that is standard practice when doing a address to a worldwide audience versus a localized audience. So I do want to contradict that. But that was kind of standard practice. And that was just more of a coincidence that lined up with a better time for China than in the U.S. Because so many of us only think in terms of the U.S. and not the world. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily saying that like, oh, they're doing it for the betterment. No, of and I'm not saying you were. I'm just saying people on social media were, and I wanted to distill that. that that's not yeah, exactly yeah. how it works. Yeah. Yeah, I think. That's what we keep doing around, Andrew. <laughs> Common <laughs> sense, that, I know, right? That's on, no, but on that, on that note, though, that, but the, the people who were outraged by this weren't thinking along those lines. They weren't, and I think. Honestly, if Blizzard wanted to save further face, include that in the statement. Include that why that's going out. Because people like Slasher grip onto that and they ignite a fucking fire, right? Like, include that. Like, let, make people aware that that's why it's happening, right? I'm pretty sure it said UTC on the, like, the release date of it. But, like, like think yeah. about... Like, I don't know think, what that means, and, and James doesn't know what you, that means. Like, you know, it's Universal Time Zone, isn't it? Isn't that what U UTC is? I'm no, not, no, yeah. I'm not he sure said exactly that, but what, it is. but what I'm saying is, like, you, releasing it UTC is, like... It, yeah, it doesn't mean jack shit. A universal standard. Yeah, we don't know that. No one knows that, besides, like, marketing people like you, Andrew. Yeah, and that's just it. Yeah, and so, and, like, again, personalities like Slasher will ignite the fire of the common people with statements like, this went out at 5.30 on a fucking Friday. Right, so just I don't know. Include that somewhere. Make that make that well aware to because I mean the, even the common gamer doesn't know that shit, man. Like they, they they should they should be more aware of their audience, but they've proven time and time again they are not. Yeah, no, I get that. I don't know. I, I just wanted to make that point because I see seen a couple people say that on Twitter. Um, it's something I wanted to make a statement of, but I'm like I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna say anything that defends Blizzard in this first week and a half. So I'm like, I'll put it yeah. here when I can put context behind it. But God, you put that on Twitter. I am not in the mood to get roasted by everyone on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, it's just, I think it's overall just a really big mess. And like, not only is it just a mess, he like in 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 this circumstance, 
um but it's just like a mess globally too um the one thing i i just want to make sure i say is that like um whenever there's like global um issues like this they're also very nuanced and complicated and while i do support like um a civil disobedience whenever it does come up just keep in mind that like you know china has done very bad things and they are an authoritarian government um but you know the u.s has done terrible things as well so just like try to keep you know that kind of thing in mind and don't let like um any like xenophobia like kind of like overtake you because uh, it's very easy for situations like this to come up often um and for china to be painted in such a negative light that we start to view not only their government poorly but their citizens as well and even though their government isn't a great government um the chinese people haven't done anything wrong so just make sure you kind of keep that in the back of your mind because that kind of thing happens very often and approach like comes up very quickly um same thing happened in russia during the cold war there's a lot of russophobia that that started happening and you know that's still kind of instilled with us now that like you know even though it's you know i guess it's punching diagonally so it's not seen you know as bad but we do have a lot of like negative russian like um sentiments still um so just like be wary that like these are the governments that are kind of bad rather than like the people themselves Oh. Yeah, thankfully, we, we, there's been a fair amount of like, like Chinese, like uh, Chinese Americans and Chinese Canadians who have really like, kind of posted on like, you know, social media and stuff like that being like, yo, guys, like, listen, <laughs> like, this isn't this isn't us. This is this is, you know, the nation. This isn't this isn't the people, right? Like, like somebody in chat just said, right? So I mean, like, you know, they're two very different things. I, I kind of think that's a really good point to end on, though, because we can go on with this forever. There will be more developments in the future and all that kind of stuff. But I think ending it on the thing that this is all a shitty situation. But as always, remember to be good to people. That it is a country. There's no individual people on social media you can really target that are going to make this better, even game developers and all that kind of stuff. Yes, Blizzard is being pissed off, but don't go and attacking individual developers and stuff at the company. Go and attack the company. <laughs> Like, the, attack the bigger entities. Do not attack individual people if you want to try to make a statement because that's where the statements are made. And going and bullying a specific person on social media is not going to change what you want to change. Yeah, and attack yeah. Amazon and get, our, get their money and give it to us. And if this is the first time gamers are actually seeing protests in action uh, for human rights, make sure you check out Ecuador, Iran, and Haiti because uh, they're all having uh, protests against their government. Um, but they're not too big right now. So make sure you keep eyes on those as well. Ecuador is starting to actually blow up pretty, pretty, pretty significantly. The government, like the the army, is defending the protesters from the police. It's crazy over there. World's falling apart, boys. Thank God we got Fortnite. Am I right? Jesus. <laughs> we don't even have Fortnite anymore. The world's truly coming to an end. But with that, this podcast is also coming to an end. And thank you so much for listening to or watching the Project Esports podcast for October fourteenth. 2019 as always make sure to follow us on all of our platforms to stay up to date with everything we do and we go live every single monday at 10 p.m eastern standard time 7 p.m pacific standard time um andrew you need to figure out what the what the utc on that one is um, but if you miss <laughs> if you miss the live um, version um it also goes up on youtube the following day the vod does um so you can go to popdoff.com slash youtube uh to find our youtube page make sure you go and subscribe there um, but if you want to listen to the audio version, um, we put the podcast out the same day on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, um, all the good ones. 
Yeah, yeah, and so it's become to me, it can become known to me that iTunes is the only one that you can leave a five-star review on. So Google as well. Over there. Oh, Google as well. Perfect. There we go. So Google and iTunes, hit us with that five-star review. Subscribe to us on YouTube, like Dylan said, and find us on every form of social media. We're all, we're we're everywhere. We're 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 everywhere. We're global. We're, we're global. Yeah, we're UTC. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah. And let us know, like, let us know what you think of the episode. Let us, you know, if you think of our thoughts, if you have any disagreements, some agreements, uh, we want to hear it. So yeah, hit us up. But with that, as always, I'm Andrew. I'm James. I'm Dylan. And thank you for listening to Project Esports Podcast. We will see you guys next week. Remember to be good to other people. Do not spread hate, spread love.